Hello and welcome to the Bright and Shining podcast with me, Eleanor Prendergast. You can find us on Facebook forward slash Bright and Shining and you can also find us on all podcast platforms. This week I'm joined by Declan Quigley, a shamanic practitioner and founder of Anamnaska. Welcome to the Bright and Shining podcast, Declan. Well, thank you very much, Eleanor. It's Thanks for inviting me on the show. Oh, you're very welcome. It's great to hear from you. Thank you for joining me this week. Thank you. So, Declan, tell me about your spiritual journey. When did you first get into shamanism? Well, basically, the way it went was, I mean, I've, I've had brief flashes of connection with spirit all my life. Oh, okay. Um, but never really... I don't know, perhaps out of fear, um, out of misunderstanding, never really embraced those. Uh, but in later life, I think it was in my 30s, I went to a shamanic journey group just out of curiosity more than anything. Right. Here, here in uh, Newry and had the most wonderful opening experience. You know, the, the shamanic journey I had was just so vivid and so uh so real and that, do you remember it oh yes very very much so very much so and i mean and in many ways that journey set the pattern for my shamanic career or shamanic life and you mentioned declan how you kind of had uh spiritual gifts all your life so when did that start and what kind of spiritual gifts were they well i i don't know so much about spiritual gifts i think a spiritual awareness or a spiritual connection. And to be quite honest with you, I think most people have that, if not everyone. But it, it takes uh, an event or, or some kind of um, something like uh, being involved in the shamanic journey to actually open that up fully. And of course, you have to be ready for that in your life as well. You have to be open to that. Right, um, you can't force it. No, no, I don't think so. I mean, it's it's there, um, and if we look for it, we'll find it. Right. Okay. I, I think we all have those spiritual gifts. I think we all have that ability to connect with spirit, that ability to heal, um, and and all all the things that are involved in shamanism. We can all do that, I believe, but it just takes a trigger, and of course, the willingness to do that. Absolutely. And Declan, what happened after your first shamanic journey? How did that change you? Did you open well, up more? Yes. For me, at the time, I was working as a social worker, child protection. Uh, I was very stressed out. And I think this, this spiritual connection helped me down that road and ultimately realized that it's about what you do with your life. It's about the way you approach your life. That is the most important thing. I was wrapped up in the whole career thing and mortgage and, and those type of things. And at the end of it, I think the shamanism for me allowed me to walk away from that stressful environment, that toxic environment. Because it is very toxic. Social work is incredibly toxic for those for those in it, Absolutely. and even in the team that I was working in at the time, people were dropping like flies. Really, you know, illnesses and and, and even even actually death. 
um, as a result of heavy, heavy stress, you know. But I mean, I mean, I think for me, I think these things, I, I have been working in the, what you would call it the caring industry or the caring business for, for maybe 30, 30 odd years. And I think that that path through that has led me to this as well. Everything has come into play. In, in my career now at the moment, you know, shamanism. I've worked in mental health, I've worked with the elderly um, and the young people. And all those things are particularly important to healing uh, with, right. with shamanism, you know. Right. So you felt a connection when you went into shamanism that you were able to help those people more on a spiritual level rather than just a professional level. Absolutely, absolutely. That that I felt it was the the obvious next step for me, owner. You know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Declan, can you explain what is shamanism? Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, controversy and a lot of deviance of opinion on on what shamanism is. For me, the shamanism I became initiated into was. Um, what's called core shamanism, okay. which is uh, the modern equivalent or the modern take on the older shamanic communities and their practices. So that was started by Michael Horner. Um, he's an, an American, an American anthropologist, and he felt he cobbled together a lot of the practices from all cultures, and um, that that was my beginning into it. And then, of course, with that. With that beginning, I wanted to explore my own culture, the Irish culture, and, and became involved in some Celtic practices of shamanism. But shamanism itself, uh, I believe, comes from way before the time of the Celts. The, the Celts came to our shores in about 500 BC odd, and prior to that, New Grange was being built, was already built, and many of the other standing stones and sacred sites in Ireland. That was all done by the precursor to the Celts. Really? And they, yes, absolutely. Oh. Um, Michael Tazarian is an author who speaks uh, a lot about this type of thing. He calls them the Aria, or the Aryan race. Um, now, that's, a, that's a, a dodgy subject to get into especially when the name Aryan was adopted by the Nazis. But the Aryan practice was absolutely nothing to do with Nazi practice at all. It was the culture of high wisdom, um, spiritual practice, shamanic mm -hmm. practice. And that, that's where I believe uh, shamanism came from, from the Arya. And this goes back, oh my God, um, maybe 40, 50, thousand years, you know, oh. so... It's it's uh, it's of that time, and you can see the inscriptions on the wall in New Grange, and, and and a lot of places around the world, of course, that uh, you can see shamanic practice at the time, and it's that that's where I believe it all came from. But shamanism itself, the the overall view of shamanism or the or the, the meaning behind it is for that someone connects with spirit through trance and that's where the drum comes in and that's where all these uh, breathing exercises come in to get us to a state where we can contact with spirit 
Right. And would you say that's sort of um, a meditative trance? Well, very much so. Very much so. I mean, for us to connect with spirit, we have to go within. We have to go within and into deep into our subconscious. And it's only then that we can go externally outward and, and connect with what Charlie Young calls the collective mm-hmm. consciousness, the, the right. collective unconscious. And uh, it's there that spirit is amenable to contact. And that's where the three worlds of shamanism come from, the upper world, middle and lower world. And that's something that's common through all shamanic cultures, the, those three worlds. And we can only get that by going inside, by meditation and, and by the shamanic journey. And Declan, would you be able to give us examples of how you have used uh, shamanism? Well, ultimately, ultimately, these shamanic journeys are about to connect with spirit, Mm. uh, to uh, for for wisdom and for healing. And in shamanism, there are a number of of healing modalities Mm. that, that are very particular to shamanism. I mean, for instance, um, one of those qualities is soul retrieval. And soul retrieval or soul loss happens to us in uh, a, a myriad of different ways. For instance, um, we feel a trauma, a, a piece of our soul leaves to protect itself. That's, that's the, the sort of simplified version of it. Now, that leaves a gaping hole in our psyche. I mean, for instance, the events of today, uh, the events of this whole COVID lockdown, uh, that is creating huge worldwide souls. And really? Absolutely. Any trauma will, will provide some form of soul loss. Uh, and and we, all, we all have it. It's, I mean, if you're talking about an epidemic or a pandemic, that's the greatest pandemic of soul loss. Wow. Uh, and... And basically, in this time of real unusual happenings, we are separated from each other. And in that separation, we lose some of ourselves. We lose our soul pieces because of the harshness of it. And whether that's done on purpose or not, we don't know. But... This is, this is definitely the time where shaman, shamanism comes into its own and, and that a soul retrieval session will bring back that soul piece, will, will mend that soul piece and put it back in place. Now, for, for the person having that done, then that's, uh, that's up to them from that point on to cultivate that soul piece. And in our whole society for, for millennia, really, um, it's been, we've not been thinking about the soul. Uh, we haven't been thinking about the importance of it, how to nurture it. More we're thinking about this, this plane and business and money and all those sorts of things. Absolutely. But for the soul, for, for, the, for the ancient shamanic communities all over the world, the soul was the most important thing. And they would always have placed that of the highest priority. And we don't. We don't no. place it the highest priority. We don't even look at the soul. We don't know what it is. And there's so many aspects to the soul from a shamanic point of view. Um, when we're born, for instance, we come into body with a pristine, clean soul. But we, there's elements of that soul that uh, are from 
past lives, some past life wisdom that we carry along with us from uh, our ancestral line through blood. And there's, there's many aspects to the soul when it comes in. Now, obviously, our modern-day societies don't look at it like that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, we are told that's something that God has and you have nothing to do with. But in the older communities, we have a responsibility to look after our souls. And that's, that's where this practice of soul retrieval comes down from, that understanding that we have to cultivate the soul, we have to nurture the soul, that in, in times of trauma, the soul will leave and we can bring it back then, you know. So that's and De- one aspect. Yeah, and Declan, uh, due to this mass pandemic, this global pandemic, do you think this is causing a mass awakening? Oh, I think so. I think, I mean, there's there's many things going on, I, I think, at the moment. Um, I think, <clears throat> I don't want to underestimate that there is uh, a sickness out there. Right. But um, I think that the measures being taken, the confusion, the flip-flopping between rules and and uh, opening up and shutting down society, you know, I think they are all um, tools or means by which the soul loss will occur and we will be dumbed down and left soulless. And when when you have that as well, when, when you have major soul loss, there's, there's always the opportunity of negative energy creeping in negative energy perhaps of addiction, negative energy of mental health uh, and depression and things like that there. Um, so at this particular time, I think that is what's happening. People are separated and they are becoming depressed, alienated. And for me, this is where shamanism comes into its own. Right. So you're saying, well, well, we all know how mental health problems and depression and anxieties have gone through the roof since this pandemic started. Absolutely. So would you say that by practicing shamanism, that it would help us get through this pandemic and this confusion? And as you say, retrieve parts of our soul that we've lost? Absolutely. I, I think it's, it's, it's not only a good idea, it's absolutely vital. That, that we do that absolutely vital that we connect with spirit this time because a lot of us are on our own um yes. even, even in the middle of big families we're still on our own right um so a practice of some spiritual practice is incredibly important shamanism in particular is a massive way of connecting and correcting that source and Declan, have you noticed an increase in not only shamanic practices among members of the public, but also meditative and spiritual practices? We'll try to do it. We'll try to do it. I think we're in a time and place as well. And some shamanic sources would suggest that we are in a particular place in the universe as our, our universe whizzes around. We're in a particularly energetic place. And in the universe and with that energy it is bringing up these spiritual thoughts these spiritual practices it's creating the atmosphere or the energy for uh, a more deeper uh, and profound spirituality i think and and i see i see a huge awakening Um, i've been i've been doing this now perhaps 15 years and in the last year it has just exploded as far as especially shamanism too Mm. I mean, there's, we've got to be careful too. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of 
money Thanks. makers in yeah. there. Yeah, you know, so and we, we've got to be careful with that. You know, we've got to be careful that if, if we're going to a shamanic practitioner, if we're going to uh, someone for journeys, that that person is, is uh, actually knows what they're doing and is, is in it for the right reasons. So that's, that's hugely important. And generally, we're directed to those people anyway. But, but at this time, I think the whole thing is absolutely opening up and um, we're, we're in, in the new age. And I do believe that we are going to come out of this current crisis mm. um, to a more spiritual world. But at the end of the day, you've got to listen to yourself. You've got to listen to uh, what your heart is telling you. And that's, that's the essence of shamanism. It's, it's heart energy. And whatever that is, whatever you're feeling at the moment, whatever spiritual direction that you feel that you need to go, we should answer those calls, I think. Absolutely, because I think, as you mentioned earlier, we are we are taught to always look outside of ourselves rather than within. Absolutely. And I feel with this pandemic, people are forced to look within because we can't, you know, for a while there we couldn't go outside, we couldn't look for help outside of ourselves. Um, and for those people, anybody listening, who is looking to go on that spiritual path and maybe get involved in shamanism. What should they be looking for? Well, the path of a shamanic practitioner is a difficult one. There's no doubt about it. Uh, because you're, as a shamanic practitioner, you're constantly being faced with your own ego and your ego being blasted, which is the natural order of things. But the shamanic path doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be a shamanic practitioner. It's a philosophy. Shamanism is a philosophy of life. Um, some of the older shamanic communities um, believed in what's called animism. And animism was the belief that everything is connected in a, in a big web of energy. Everything, every, every a table, a chair, they all have some level of consciousness. Now, obviously, a chair and a table has a lesser degree of consciousness than you or I. But within that, that we love, we're living in an energized universe and we're all connected and we all have the means by which to connect with each other mm. through the journey, through the journey. And that, that, I suppose that's, that's one of the, the great things, one of the great gifts of shamanism is that understanding that we are all connected. And that's, that's what the older the shamanic communities believed, you know, in animism. No, it's very important to say that animism in and of itself is a type of religion. Shamanism isn't a religion. Shamanism embraces all religions, all creeds, um, all people, actually. So there's a certain underlying belief that everything is connected. And I think that that's, that's one of the great gifts. It's beautiful, isn't it? How, you know, over time we've lost that connection with each other and now we're coming back to it. Well, yes, um, absolutely. Absolutely. I think, I, I think that was, uh, again, whether we're in a place in the universe that is highly energized or whether this is our sole purpose anyway, I think mm. the understanding that we are all connected uh, is fundamentally so, so important. And the chaos that we now find ourselves in our societies, the conflicts, uh, the, the, the 
emphasis on money making on relatively unimportant things, I think that is a result of us coming away from that understanding that we're all connected. Mm, and getting back to ourselves. And getting back to ourselves and getting back to our soul selves. Mm, you know, and I think absolutely. That, that's, that's one of the things at the moment, you know. Absolutely. And I think that's very comforting to know, as we mentioned earlier, how people felt very lonely during this pandemic. And even just that phrase that we're all connected, that that sounds very comforting. Yes, yes. And we are. I mean, it's my, my hearted belief. And even in, in this shamanic practice, I can see that, you know, I can see that very, very clearly in that the healing that can be done even even over the internet or, or anything like that there, we can heal people on the other side of the world for that because of that very reason that we are all connected. We're all connected in this big web of, of energy. So we send healing out, just going down that web to that other person, wherever they may be. And that's so beautiful. Be right there. Yeah, that's so, that's so beautiful. Yeah. Now, I just want to take you back a little bit, Declan. So you mentioned how you worked in the social sector for 30 years and you've been doing yeah. shamanism for the last 15. Yeah. What did you find from switching from the social profession to, the, to being a shamanic practitioner? What was the big difference in you as a person? The big difference for me and, and the practice that, I, that I, was, I was doing. Well, I suppose, I mean, I was involved in mental health for a long time um, yeah. in psychiatric hospitals and, and mm. psychiatric units and, and, and units uh, for helping people um, get back into the community again from yes. mental health hospitals. And I've been working with children and uh, working with uh, child abuse um, and pedophiles and all sorts of things. So in that, you are chipping away at a surface of, of conditions, um, right. the mental health condition. But from a shamanic point of view, if you're to look at mental health from a shamanic point of view, for instance, mm. uh, it, it is huge soul loss and a huge disconnection from self. Mm. And, and that and addiction is the same. You can be addicted to anything, but there's an underlying reason why you become addicted. And that has to do with the soul. It has to do with soul loss and our experiences in life, the hardship that we that we find in life, you know. Mm. Um, so the difference between conventional mainstream healthcare. And shamanism, shamanism goes that bit deeper, much deeper actually, and and goes to the root of the condition, the very root of the person, mm. and, and helps them then recover and come to terms with that. And the old shamanic communities, the whole community would be inputting into mental health problems, would be inputting into depression. Whereas we now live in communities Although we, we live in big cities, we're disconnected. Right. And, and we don't look to the value of the soul and the importance of the soul in all these conditions. And so, Declan, did you yourself retrieve pieces of your soul and did you become calmer and more aware after you changed, uh, after you went into the shamanic practice? Oh, without a doubt. 
with, with, without a doubt. Uh, and I, I, you have to bear in mind too that this was all new to me. Right? Um, I wouldn't journey for my own soul pieces. I would get someone else to do that, but I have done that. And it, it has brought well, one of the, a lot of the symptoms of soul loss are, for instance, um, loss of memory, mm. a disconnection from self. And when you get a soul piece back, you know, it's important to that the person receiving the soul piece works on that soul piece and works towards uh, integrating that. And that, mm. that, that's sometimes a lifelong, lifelong job. And I'm still doing, I'm still uh, integrating soul pieces. But it, it does give a huge sense of freedom, a huge sense of self and a grounding, you could say. Yes. You know, so there's a huge difference in it. Beautiful. And so for anybody um, thinking of, you know, connecting on a more spiritual sense to themselves, they'll notice a huge difference. They'll notice um, calmness and awareness of why and what's happened in their life and of themselves, would you say? Oh, absolutely. I mean, for the shamanic journey, for instance, with the drum or, or any, any other means, um, that has been called the path of direct revelation. Mm-hmm. Now, what that means is that we are communicating with spirits. We're communicating with God directly without the mediating organizations or, or whatever. And that has always been the way. And that's that, for me, that's the most legitimate way. We are speaking directly to God or speaking directly to spirit. And uh, I, I think that has a huge impact on our psyche. When we experience that, we uh, we can fully realize our place in the grand scheme of things, fully realize our place in the universe. And uh, I mean, it, it doesn't get any better than that, I think. Um, for hope, um, for motivation, for to recognize our soul contract and our soul direction, I think is, is one of the most important aspects of life. Beautiful. And um, finally, Declan, where can we find more information about you and about Anamnaska? Well, at the moment, mostly I'm, I'm doing my thing out of Facebook. Okay, uh, beautiful. And I mean, we, we've been regularly doing, since the, the lockdown began in March, mm. we've been doing regular shamanic journeys on my page. Mm-hmm. And I'm working with, with a lady at the moment called Eileen Court, and she's a profound, uh, prolific author um, on spiritual matters. We've been doing a lot of work together, um, releasing a lot of material around how we're feeling about all this and giving people the option to connect in and uh, do those shamanic journeys and get the, the opportunity. Like for, for me, as I was saying to you earlier, you know, it was such a profound experience for me when I did my first shamanic journey. And hopefully, hopefully people will will have the ability to, to connect in through through those videos. So that's that's where I'm doing most of my thing at the moment. Uh, we're we're on all social media basically. Um, so if if anyone's interested in connecting in and, and uh, wants to talk about it even or, or or give their opinion on it, connect with me on Facebook or or Twitter or Instagram or any any of those. Uh, Brilliant. So they just type in Anamnaska. Um, well, 
Type in Anna Nasco or Declan Quigley. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for talking with me today on the Brighton Shining podcast, Declan. Um, it was a beautiful conversation and thank you for thank talking you. about shamanism. Oh, thank you very much, Eleanor. It's been it's been a real pleasure. Oh, brilliant. Thank, thank you, you so much.